Part 1. The Plan Chapter 1. Delta Bravo. April 7, 2010. Milton, Vermont. I dialed the strange number with a sequence of digits too long to remember. The tone beeped in a distinctly foreign way. My call went through to Afghanistan. Hello, Duncan. This is Michael Hastings from Rolling Stone. I was in a house on Lake Champlain smoking a cigarette on a screened-in porch with a view of the Adirondacks. I put the smoke out in an empty citronella candle, went inside, and grabbed a notebook from the kitchen counter. Duncan Boothby was the top civilian press advisor to General Stanley McChrystal, the commanding general of all U.S. and NATO forces in Afghanistan. Duncan and I had been emailing back and forth for a month to arrange a magazine profile I was planning to write about the general. I'd missed his call yesterday. He'd left a message. This was the first time I'd spoken to him. Duncan had a slight British accent, ambiguous, watered down. He told me I should come to Paris, France. We're going to discreetly remind the Europeans that we bailed their ass out once, he said. It's time for them to hold fast. Duncan explained the plan. The visual? Normandy. D-Day. The Allied forces' greatest triumph. Bodies washed ashore then. Rows of white crosses now. The scene, McChrystal standing on the banks of the English Channel, remembering the fallen, a cold spring wind blowing up from Omaha Beach. He's a war geek, Duncan said. He spends his vacations at battlefields. A few months ago, on a trip back to D.C., on his day off, he went to Gettysburg. The Narrative The trip is part of a year-long effort for McChrystal to visit all 44 of the Allies involved in the war in Afghanistan. This time it's Paris, Berlin, Warsaw, and Prague. It's to shore up support among our friends in NATO, to put to rest what Duncan called those funny European feelings about the Americanization of the war. From my perspective, he told me, there would be something new to write about. No one had ever profiled McChrystal in Europe. Duncan was a talker. He hinted, I'm in the know. I'm in the loop. I'm in the room. What do you make of Karzai's outburst the other day? I asked. Hamid Karzai, the U.S. ally and Afghan president, had threatened to join the Taliban, the U.S. enemy. He'd done so just days after President Barack Obama had met with him. That make life difficult for you? Duncan blamed the White House. The White House is in attack mode, he said. It took President Obama a long time to get to Kabul. They threw the trip together at the last minute. We had six hours to get it ready. Then they came out of the meeting saying how much they slammed Karzai. That insulted him. I took notes. This was good stuff. Duncan spun from McChrystal. The general had invested months of his time to develop a friendship with the Afghan president. Karzai is a leader with strengths and weaknesses, he said. My guy has inherited that relationship. Holbrook and the U.S. ambassador are leaking things, saying they can't work with him. That undercuts our ability to work with him. For the McCains and the Careys to turn up, have a meeting with Karzai, criticize him at the airport press conference, then get back for the Sunday talk shows. Frankly, it's not very helpful. I was surprised by his candidness. He was giving me his critique over the phone, on an unsecured line. This is close hold, 
Duncan said, using a military phrase for extremely sensitive information. We don't like to discuss our movements, but I would suggest getting to Paris next week, Wednesday or Thursday. We'll do the trip to Normandy on Saturday. Okay, great, yeah, I said. So I'll plan to meet up with you guys next week. For travel, the main thing is, you'll probably want to go to an event with us on Friday at the Arc de Triomphe. Maybe sit down for an interview with the boss. Then take a train out to Normandy and meet us there. Cool. As much as I can get inside the bubble, I mean, travel inside the bubble. I'll let you know on the bubble. He hung up. I emailed my editor at Rolling Stone. Can I go to Paris?